Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. One can help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. There has never been a season like this, everybody. I mean, who'd have thought we'd see a year when Taylor Swift went to more playoff games than Bill Belichick? Oh, Keegan-Michael Key. Too soon, bro. At two. Actorial comedic half of Key and Peel, one of the greater sketch duos of the past 25 years. I know it was probably your writers, although you're actually a pretty funny guy yourself as well. But don't you understand it's too soon? <laughs> actually, it's not. The sooner we get to the honest truth about where we've been, what's going on, and how we can get back to someplace, somehow, somewhere near where we used to be, I think the better. For one and all. That was, of course, one of the jokes from the opening monologue at Thursday night's completely unnecessary and, dare I say, self-congratulatory NFL honors. We've gotten now to a point where the NFL throws itself an award show to congratulate itself on being the dominant force in sports and entertainment in the United States, outrating, I believe, even at this point, the Emmys. And the Grammys, hell, the NFL draft does better than the Academy Awards at this point. So I can understand throwing yourself that kind of party, but all right, it was just a monologue joke, Fitzy. Relax, would you? Okay, we got three hours here. We got to make it through, guy. All right. I'm coming in hot today, Braverman. I'm coming in a little bit hot. I got stuck behind, believe it or not, had to go to a wake on the South Shore. Uh, My godmother, rest in peace, made it all the way to 88. Uh, So obviously she just traveled back to 1955. And... On the way here, the Four River Bridge has uh, one of those. It doesn't, like, go full drawbridge. It has the raising gate that can slowly raise its way up so a ship can pass through. Well, wouldn't you know, a freaking frigate just chock full of God knows whatever, probably from the other side of the world, just slowly is passing through. And I'm like, am I going to be late for the radio show? Because I have to watch a ship going two miles an hour past through a freaking canal. I mean, 
you do enough remote shows, you get comfortable with the whole entire idea of broadcasting from your fabulous home studio, as our pal Andy Hart does today. We'll bring him in just momentarily. But I'm actually in studio in Brighton today, and I'm excited to be in studio. It Sca- is so nice to see your it face is, from only feet away. It's great to be here. And can't, can you believe how young it looks for someone who just turned 50? I would have guessed 30, minimum. Nope. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. As I stare at you, you're freshly shaven for a change, all kempt and clean. Got a nice little cut. Walking out, I see Curtis and Shime. Curtis looking all dapper, like he just stepped off the set of like a of an ad for a Movado watch. Shime, he's Shime. God love him. Can't wait for the big game brunch tomorrow. There's a table full, a table full of wise snacks. Our WEEI NFL, or excuse me, football playoff coverage sponsor. Nobody makes them salty and crunchy or better than wise. Well, I do crunchy. Andy does salty. I was going to say, no one knows salty better than Andy Hart. That's why we have them, baby. I made it in full of energy, and we got three hours to talk about, well, everything that you guys want to talk about. You want to sprinkle in a little Red Sox today so we can wonder? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Good first words, Andy. Uh, in true Andy well, Hart fashion, well the played. Truth. I mean, maybe we will. We could do a little Celtics as well. I mean, I understand everyone assumed you were just going to wipe the floor with the Wizards last night, but as I was there at Foxwoods, having just taken my soon-to-be 11-year-old son to the pre-birthday dinner of a lifetime, we were waltzing about the casino, like any responsible dad takes his child who's turning 11 to, and all of us were staring nope. at the TVs everywhere like, are they going to lose to the Wizards? What are you guys doing? I mean, I know. You know, you blank around long enough, you find out. Nope, they pulled it out. So I don't think we really need to talk about, you know, all right, everyone, ready? Go. Top five Xavier Tillman takes. Yeah, exactly. What's See? that now? Exactly. Yeah, the guy that they traded for this week who's going to be like a... Where's Terp? We need him on the hotline. Terp! Yeah, does Shime have a good Xavier Tillman take before he leaves? I didn't think so. Although, Should I uh, ever have a good take? What? Oh, He's, oh, I can't. Oh, bo- I mean, Andy. See, it's a lot easier to do when you broadcast from home as opposed to when you're in studio and you have to go face to face. You know what? You and Shime can take it up tomorrow, Damn starting right. at eight on the big game brunch. Weei's fantastic three hour pre 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 big game fifty eight warm up show. Me, Keith, Hart, Shime, donuts, coffee. Bagels, eggs. I'm sure Andy is going to bring. You'll bring your usual, some C4, some judgment, oh, yeah. some consternation. Yeah, an irritable bowel. All the good things that you always bring to the table. You make like C4 screwdrivers. Probably can, right? If hey, I bring the speaking mango of which, peach. I don't. I don't hate on a. You know, I, I'm. I've never been one of those like. Yeah, vodka, vodka Red Bull, bro. But uh, I can imagine. You know, some of those tastier energizers with oh, a yeah. little head They're of gin, with a little head of gin, squeeze of lime. All right. Uh, yeah. And then that'll be perfect for my two-and-a-half-hour ride home for the Super Bowl tomorrow. We got a big show today, Andy. We have a very big show today. Big We're show. with you today until 3 p.m. here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, and WEEI.com. Should you wish to join the program, we are open to your thoughts on everything. Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, Super Whoa. Bowl, college everything? football, Boston College, I want to hear your favorite prop bets. I want to hear what you're making tomorrow. Teach me a recipe. I have an... Biden versus Trump. Uh, Maybe not. Actually, I don't think either of them is going to be fit to run for us. We could have... This could be the first election where in the middle of the election year, both parties are like, 
I, are you cool? How about we'll swap out our guy, you swap out your guy, and we'll just start over. Okay, ready? One, two. Are you going to do it? Because right, I'm going to do it. If you, two, you guys do one, it. Go. One, two, three. Are we doing three, two, one, or one, two, three? Is it on three? Are we doing it on it's one? on three. On three. Okay, all right. One, two. two right, swap. Right. Swap. Okay. New guy. I mean, what a mess. Yeah. Neither of them can get through a set. Who has a brighter future, the Patriots with a roster filled with holes or our government with a roster filled with holes? 617. <laughs> Good thing the text line is turned Ooh. off right now at 3793. I got a rim shot, not a Ryland. I'm happy with that. Now, Joe, uh, our producer, Joe Braverman, who did a great job this morning on Ken and Curtis, swap out the Ken for a shime. So it was shime and Curtis, Shimertis. Uh He'll be monitoring the text line at 37937. Your calls, 617-779-7937. Let's uh, set the table today, Andy. 12.45, we're going to hear from our pal Andrew Callahan, fabulous beat writer at the Boston Herald, on the state of the Patriots, his thoughts on the assembly of the new front office for your favorite Foxborough football team, as well as teasing out a little bit of a new piece he's got coming out. I believe it's going to drop in the paper. No one reads the paper, so it'll just be on bostonherald.com and his Twitter feed tomorrow, uh, where he spoke with... Drew Bledsoe about Alex Van Pelt. Oh, had a, a lot of good things to say. Yeah, it's a uh, new little jam he's got coming out soon. So we may actually get uh, teased up the first little bits from that. So you're not going to want to miss that, everyone. 1245, Ooh. Andrew Callahan. At 120, Kevin Stone from, is it the New England Football Journal, Andrew? Yes, New Thank England you. Football Journal. He's the man who broke the Billy O story. Which is great. We're going to have him before the Boston College Hoops game at 2. He's going to give us a little insight on that one as well. I'm very, very curious as to how Billy O decided to extract himself from the Patriots, go to Ohio State, which seems actually like if you're talking college football jobs, if you're not going to be an HC of a major program in the NCAA, then being the OC for OSU is pretty darn good if you ask me. But he leaves there to come home, Andover native, and join the Boston College Eagles. Will he be able to get the Eagles back on the national map? And how did this whole process go through? So we'll have Kevin Stone at 120. You're not going to want to miss that. And, of course, all of our usual musings, six rings guys, uh, analysis about the Patriots, and more. Andy, we got a couple minutes until we have to pay bills because we had an interesting little open here. High energy. Good start, everybody. Who won the week? That's our first segment we always play when we do a weekend show. We like to surmise and survey the uh, we survey the entire landscape of Boston sports over the week, and then we decide who we thought either grabbed the most attention, the most headlines, or just flat out had the best week. So, Andy, of all the Boston sports teams, who do you think won the week? I tried to put it out in the universe to manifest it last week at this time, uh, and thankfully they didn't screw it up. I don't even think it's close. The Boston Boston College football program outkicked its coverage, played above the rim, whatever you want to call it. They got the perfect candidate for their head coaching job to put that school hopefully back on the football map. Uh, when you think about it, a whatever you think of what happened with the Patriots this year, forget that. Just look at Billy O's resume, and you would never think Boston College could get a guy that was the former successful head coach at Penn State, was the former successful offensive coordinator at Alabama, was an NFL head coach, was a successful NFL coordinator working with Tom Brady, who has his roots in college football, who was a freaking play caller at whatever, Georgia Tech 15, 20, 25 years ago. I don't even know how long it was now, um, and has local roots. If you, if AI drew up or formulated the perfect Boston College head coach, 
Also, by the way, a guy that I think is here for the long haul will mm-hmm. not have his eye on future jobs. I don't think you could have drawn up a better head coach for the Boston College Eagles. So I'm legitimately excited about this, and I can't tell you the last time I was legitimately excited about Boston College football. Here's a tweet right here. As, uh, the Twix platform just opened up on my now-charging uh, Apple laptop here in the old studio, Andy. From at Meets Tweets, 18 hours ago, what a great day for at BC football. This is, of course, from our friend, the great John Meter Perel. The Bill O'Brien hire is a game-changer and can't wait to see the program thrive under his guidance. Opening night, Florida State football, September 2nd, will be the start of a new era. Hashtag take a bow. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't. Hopefully they don't lose by 40. <laughs> right. Because Florida State will still be absolutely furious, and they'll be so pissed that they got left out of the college football playoffs that they'll be like, oh, you got your fancy new NFL guy, huh? Yeah, well, you know what? We got left out of competing for the championship, so take this take this on your national stage and shove it. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's in, they Boston College won the week by a mile. The Red Sox announced that they're going to be doing a uh, completely unnecessary 2004 20-year anniversary look-back documentary on reversing the curse and the idiots coming back against the Yankees and winning the World Series. I can't get enough of those stuff. Those, you know, I love the Do Your Joshes, the Super Bowl DVDs, you know, the 2004 one, 2007. They're great to have. They're on our shelves. We don't pull them out to watch them like we used to because no one has DVD players. But if they're on MLB Network or NFL Network or wherever, we'll watch them. They're fun. I don't really need that. The Netflix docu-series, probably going to be 10 times more entertaining than the product that the team puts out on the field this week. The Celtics, eh, uh, yeah, five and two on the homestand. couple issues, a couple guys doing well. Derek White's probably a little tired, played his ass off the first half of the season. We need to keep Porzingis healthy. Jason Tatum, two assists away from a triple-double last night. Good stuff, but we'll talk again a little bit more about them after the All-Star break. And I do love Jalen Brown. I do love, and I imagine you do too, I do love Jalen Brown being a, cele- a superstar, like a celebrity superstar, a, a top NBA player saying, you know what? I will compete in the dunk contest. That's great. Patriots came close because they finally got their whole front office realigned. They got their coordinators together. We'll start talking about that in just a couple minutes. But yeah, BC gets Bill O'Brien, guy that took guy that took an NFL team less than a decade ago all the way to the AFC Championship, one of the most successful offensive coordinators in the NFL over the past 15 years guy that resuscitated and veritably saved the Penn State program, and he just fell into your lap because the Patriots fell apart. Congratulations, Boston College Eagles. You and your football program, after losing Coach Jeff Halfley, who we thought was going to be the savior, but now has gone, Pat, gone to call plays alongside Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers. Huge get for the Eagles, Andy. And I'm looking forward to talking to Kevin Stone at 120, as well as hopefully seeing the BC Eagles Enter the chat and be team number five or team six, depending on how the revs are doing on the Boston sports scene. All right, there we go. There's your winner of the week, the Boston College football program. We've got lots to talk about Patriot-wise. When we come back, let's catch you up on just sort of sort out everything, Andy. Let's kind of like just help everyone understand exactly who has gotten what job for the Patriots, what we think that's going to actually mean. Do we like the hires? Could they have done better? Uh, before we get into anything else, Robert Kraft may have said off the record, whatever else is going on. And then, of course, some of our early thoughts on Super Bowl 58. Uh, let's just sort of sort things out with the Patriots in anticipation of Andrew Callahan joining us at 1245. 617-779-7937 is your number. And here 
is your trending sports report from Joe Braverman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Elliot Wolf, I am told, is expected to have control of the 53-man roster. He is expected to have final say. Now, he obviously is not going to be the only one making these key decisions this offseason for the New England Patriots. Not the only one going to be deciding whether or not the Patriots take their quarterback of the future at number three. Alonzo Highsmith, who had been the Miami University of Miami, the UGM over the last couple of years. He now is set to join the New England Patriots personnel department. He is an, a senior uh, personnel executive. Uh, he joins with Matt Groh, who's going to work in college. He's already there. Pat Stewart, going to do college and pro. These are the guys who are going to go a long way to deciding what New England does in personnel this offseason. From the NFL Network and NFL Media this week in Las Vegas, where a lot of khaki-wearing, button-down, sweaty, coffee-breath man dudes were hanging out, talking to former players who were shilling their products, trying to remember the good old days. Radio Row. I was rap sheet talking about the state of affairs inside the executive offices now the front office of your six-time super bowl champion new england patriots and how while it has not been made official as of yet andy as we come to you today with the 15 heart program 12 to 3 here on weei the six rings guys as always if you're not a subscriber yet to the six rings and football things podcast what are you waiting for follow us on the odyssey app spotify apple pods or wherever awesome football talk can be found Elliot Wolf, as yet named by the team, the official general manager. He may not carry that title anytime soon, or perhaps an announcement could be on the way. We shall see. But it is nice to see, or at least to get some clarity as to who's going to be the man in charge, who's going to have the closest thing to a final say outside of Gerard Mayo or Robert or Jonathan Kraft. And then the rest of the front office seemed to take shape. Andy was almost like... What day was it? I believe it was Wednesday. All of this shook out back when the New England Patriots made all of the moves they did in the uncharacteristically aggressive offseason. You remember that 24 hour period where free agency opens and next thing you know, 15 minutes in John Smith, you're a New England Patriot. You just got a four year deal for 50 million dollars. Oh, my God, you're kidding. And then. More deals just kept cascading through. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Kendrick Bourne. Who's this guy? Wait, we just signed Nelson Aguilar? Wow, D- Devon God showed. And it just kept, co- like, there was a buzz. There was a high. There was a real excitement to it. 
And then the next morning, Hunter Henry, it just keeps coming. Oh, my God, the Pats are back. Well, we haven't really had, save for that seven-game win streak against a bunch of teams that were all primed and ready to get beat when we were all deluded into thinking, at least temporarily, the Patriots were back in 2021. We haven't had a lot of days where big news is shaken through and you've gotten that sort of high. And I won't say Wednesday was the day where you really like, oh, got super excited. But I don't know. I found myself pretty, pretty compelled by hearing Wolf is going to be the de facto GM. Alonzo Highsmith, former NFL player, star at the U, man who's worked at a number of front offices. He'll be joining Elliot Wolf as a senior personnel executive. Matt Groh now sort of reverts back to director of pro player personnel slash college scouting. Then you bring in, now we get a uh, quarterbacks coach. I'm not sure if that's been made official yet. T.C. McCartney, who worked on quarterbacks and tight ends last year with the Cleveland Browns, has previously worked at LSU as well during the Joe Burrow run. You get, a, you get an offensive line coach. They do not land Andy Dickerson from Seattle. In fact, you get the assistant offensive line coach from the Cleveland Browns as we continue to pivot towards. Uh, all we have to do is get a Schottenheimer in here and we'll completely be the Cleveland Browns, Andy. We get Scott Peters, who completely looks the part of an offensive line coach, if I've ever seen one. Uh, rave reviews for him as well, which is good to see. And let's see, we have Alex Van Pelt from last week. Uh, oh, and then the Ben Mac, the curious case of Ben McAdoo, and he's what exactly do we do we know exactly what his is it just a offensive analyst, offensive assistant? I think just offensive assistant. Okay, um, one of those nebulous titles that we're not really sure about. He's just sort of there in an advisorial capacity. You know, I'm starting to think I'm a contrarian. Okay, I'm, no, I'm like, you, you? <laughs> hold on a second. I disagree because it's just so funny that like. I kind of like the Ben McAdoo hire more than I like some of the other hires, and it seems like everybody else is the opposite. They're all like hot and giddy because Alex Van Pelt's a nice guy. I mean, Ben McAdoo is a semi-accomplished play caller and coach mm-hmm. in this league. He bombed out as a head coach pretty quickly. Actually, he was sort of Josh McDaniels-like. He had a good first year, and then the wheels fell off the train, and he was out before making it to the end of the second Very year. Very good. I thought the same thing. Quality and- comp. That's exactly where it went. And you know I like Josh McDaniels. People get on him for his failures as a head coach. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that fixation. Uh, You're right. I don't want him to be my head coach. He's been proven that he's not a good head coach. He's also proven he can coach offense and um, coach up quarterbacks and and score points and run plays and do all that. And I think Ben McAdoo, even though he was out of football, and I'm not saying his resume is perfect, he he has accomplished some things in the National Football League. So... And then Elliot Wolf. I mean, it's become quite clear this is Elliot Wolf's team. He and Mayo are the tag team champions in mm-hmm. New England. Like they are tag teaming the hell out of this collaboration, whatever you want to call it. All the hires that have roots in either Green Bay or Cleveland. And I think there is reason to be hopeful for Elliot Wolf because he's a young, up and coming executive who. Like it or not, nepotism works in the NFL, and he's got great GM nepotism genes uh, from Ron Wolf. Like, and he's been in multiple organizations, so I think there is some reason for hopefulness. Now, if you wanted a dramatic change, you're not getting that because really, it feels like the change is mm-hmm. to be here before you had to be a fob friend of Bill Belichick. Uh-huh. Now you need to be a foul foul. <laughs> I don't even know. No, you need to be a, a pal. Pal of Wolf. Yeah, pal of Wolf. Like, that's... Pow! So, okay, that is a change. It might not be the change some people wanted to uh, 
dip into the the pipeline of McVeigh and Shanahan. It's a little different, but there's definitely change going on. But the the key figure, it feels like, is Elliot Wolf. Like he has become the central figure of this rebooted. Uh, franchise you know like Mm -hmm. they changed the main character and you know we're gonna have a different batman this time and let's see how this works out well elliot wolf is the new batman and we're gonna figure out if he's gonna land on his feet or if all these hires these what are pows these uh, pals o wolf that they're hiring uh do they fall on their faces alex van pelt sure it's great he's a nice guy um can he run an offense? Because he hasn't really been asked to run an offense very often and not for like 15 years. And so is he ready for the job he's in? I don't know. So uh, there's a lot of, I see a lot of support for a lot of these moves. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, I love the hire, love the hire. I feel like I'm the only one that criticized the actually, Van Pelt hire. Actually, and I, I, Andy, pardon me for uh, jumping and hokey poking here, but... Uh, I actually have seen a lot of pushback, or I've heard rather from where a lot of harumph harumphing, you know, from on where? on these airwaves, uh, other places that may have frequency modulated broadcasts as well. Oh, these are just lazy hires. Oh, they went cheap. Oh, these are just people that they're grabbing to be comfortable because they don't want to be too daring because they don't want things to be too different from the way that they've been. Okay, maybe. Okay, fine. Sorta. Of, okay. I like all of it. One here. Oh, oh, no kidding, Fitzy. You the Foxborough fanboy. You like all of them. Get out of here. No, I like I like the majority of this because we are bringing in experience. We are bringing in people with a different point of view that have done things differently than it's been done around here. I understand that for the majority of the time that Bill Belichick assembled the fobs, if you will, that there was pretty much just winning. And I love that. Oh, it was great. No one had it better, Andy, with all respect to the Harbaugh's. But you need to go about doing things differently now because the roster is a mess. The recent history, nothing to be proud of or write home about or send an email or text. Things needed to change. And so now you bring in somebody like Alex Van Pelt, who may not be the most dynamic, progressive, innovative offensive coordinator. No, he is not Shanahan or McVay adjacent. However, he did play quarterback in the league, and he's been around a lot of other bright offensive minds, coordinators, and coaches like Kevin Stefanski. You bring in Scott Peters, young, ascending offensive line coach, tough guy as well. T.C. McCartney, this was the one I think, and Andrew Callahan will tell us the same when he joins us in about 15 minutes here. That's the hire he's most pumped and jazzed about as well. And and you know what? Elliot Wolf. this is somebody. Okay, one of the things everyone always points to about Bill Belichick, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, and I, I know you always look forward to doing that. I'm ready. You live for it, guy. Um, Get the truth is never mean. Uh, it isn't. Yep. It isn't. You I, I still have. I just haven't had the time to have my friends that run a t-shirt shop have those made. But I know they'll probably sell extremely well. Uh, I get it. The truth is never mean. And me, people, exactly. Um, but the thing about Elliot Wolf that people loved about one of the things they loved about Bill Belichick, he's been in football his whole life. If he sucked at this, if he was dispassionate about it, if he didn't know what he was doing, he wouldn't just get a job because he's the late Ron Wolf's son or because he was near the Packers and the Browns for so long and then ultimately with the Patriots. Yes, they could have gone outside the organization if they really wanted to shake the pillars of Patriots as we know it. But they chose to go with familiar, comfortable, and experienced. Elliot Wolf might actually be really good at what he does instead of rushing to judgment because we want to cast allegations and accusations at Robert Kraft because people are mad about this and that and they're still bummed out about Belichick. Give these people a chance to prove that they may do something different than you're used to, but 
and it might also be familiar, but they're going to do it pretty darn well. Well, also they're the professionals. Track, the track record of all these hires is not as bad as what Bill Belichick has brought. In. Uh, and also, Joe, may I point out, as everyone rushes to say, like, yeah, Cleveland, the gold standard of what we really want to be. Hooray, we're going to be the new Browns. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Have the Cleveland Browns not uh, been to and won more playoff games in the past five years than the New England Patriots? Yes, I believe so. And they did, also have a pretty damn good roster. And do the Cleveland Browns not have a, a roster that most teams in the NFL would gladly trade for part of, if not the majority of? Um, that seems accurate. Multiple All-Pros, Pro Bowlers, etc. Uh, do the Cleveland Browns also not have a quarterback that, I have to be honest, they mistreated and allowed to walk out the door and who has since gone on elsewhere to the other football conference and also won a playoff game, that in the form of uh, one Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Okay, so... They also have another quarterback right now who we don't want to talk about. No, he's... And you know what? The move that was made by the front, 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 very front top of the office, if not ownership, is one that will be judged and hated on uh, forever and ever and ever. Um, Why they ever decided to get rid of Mayfield, go with Deshaun Watson, spend a quarter of a million dollars guaranteed on that... Quarter of a billion. Quarter of a billion, excuse me. (laughs) Quarter of a quarter million, of a million would, be, would be. No, nice. quarter of a million is what he makes for every quarter of football that he plays, <laughs> which isn't nearly enough. Why? What they did with Baker Mayfield? All right, all right. Well, I, I'll never quite understand. But the Browns don't have a that bad a roster. Actually, it's no. a very good roster. Very Elliot, good roster. Elliot Wolf hasn't been there for a while. I understand. So God forbid now someone else come in and start doing a good job. Just taking as people joked with me in the parking lot back in November. Just go Yahoo Auto Draft. Don't overthink this. Hey, you need you could use another cornerback. Here's the best available. Hey, it's hey we need a defensive. Here's the best player that's available on the board. Don't reach for the quarterback. Find the guy that's going to fit your system, who does everything that you want, and that's going to work within Alex Van Pelt's system that he can groom over time. Like the rush to judgment, and, and this just goes part and parcel with how everyone talks about football. Later in the show, Andy, I know we'll probably do a good chunk on the whole. Mahomes is Brady, and the Chiefs are the new Patriots, which also drives me every shade of bananas as well. But You people not happy. I, no, 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 no. They're great. Trust me. I don't. You've heard me tell you on the pod and FM radio and beyond. I don't hate on Mahomes. I've been a fan ever since I watched the, the quarterback series on Netflix this past summer. The work he puts in, the talent he has, his accomplishments at this age, they're spectacular. Plus his I, dad bought ability. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? I mean... If you can have a belly and, you know, get the things done that he gets done on the football field, God bless you. If you can ha- for us. If, if you can look like if like me, if I shaved my chest and my belly, and you can do what he does, wow. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. So, no, I don't hate on them at all. I'm just looking forward to someone else coming in and maybe, just maybe, over the course of a couple of years, putting together a more complete roster, and maybe, just maybe, drafting some people that they'll actually want to resign. Andy, one of the interesting things that will come to pass with this front office now, now that they're now that it's assembled, now that we know who's who's you know burning that cash and who's going to be calling the shots, now they get a chance to look at the Bill Belichick roster on the whole, decide who they'll want to get, who they want to hold on to, what they're willing to pay or offer at least. Maybe we'll actually sign someone drafted in the first three rounds. Uh, for the first time since 2013, because I know that was one of the one of the uh, most inglorious parts of the Bill Belichick run is that they haven't re-signed someone drafted over the first three rounds in a decade's time. But some of that is going to be misleading. Like, a couple guys he drafted 
are very resignable, and if you don't resign them, it's because they price themselves out in Kyle Duggar and Christian Barmore, and those are Belichick well, least, draft picks. Yeah, at least we have, at least we have one more year left with Christian Barmore, whereas Kyle Duggar is a free agent right now. Uh, he's unrestricted. Uche is Jennings, uh, the one everyone wants to jump all over first. Michael Wenu. I think that that I know that's Cal. No, but I'm just saying priority. the statistic, uh-huh. like Belichick draft picks of late, and they are Belichick draft picks. I'm sorry, he had full control, so he gets credit, blame, whatever. Have been more more um, resignable, if that's mm-hmm. even a word that we want to use as professionals on a Saturday. Um, like though, Duggar was a good draft pick. If you don't sign him, it's because he's probably too expensive. It's not because he can't play for you. And the same thing for Christian Barmore in the next year. Uh, from now and those are early draft picks top draft picks that you nailed so he gets some credit for that the thing I'm most interested in is some of these reports of how uh, Highsmith and uh, Elliot Wolf Mm -hmm. could reconfigure the grading system and the idea that they're going to trend more towards a Packers system that highlights athleticism more than it does you know perfect football fits and Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be interesting because you know, Bill Belichick had a lot of success for a really long time. In fact, sure Ozzie Newsom took his system to Baltimore. Ozzie Newsom had a lot of success for a long time. I think Baltimore still uses um, a uh, sort of a, a grandchild of the Belichick system for their scouting. Oh, but really? I'm Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm Eric interested. De- Eric to... DaCosta is that him? Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. So he worked under Ozzie, and Ozzie got it from Bill. So I think there are still. Um, some roots in the Belichick Cleveland system there, but I'm interested to see how this because, like, you're right. I, you know, the auto draft take the obvious one. Um, you know, Matt Grow in recent years has talked about if you want fast players, you know, you draft fast players, and that didn't really work for him. He took Tyquan Thornton and Pierre Strong; they were the fastest you could find, and they haven't panned out. One's already gone; one will be gone soon. Um, so sometimes the obvious pick isn't the obvious pick. Uh, so I'm, that's what I'm really interested in, if there is a, um alteration in focus, in grading, in style, philosophy of the kinds of players they bring in. And the Packers have done a good job over the years drafting because that's what they believed you had to do. The Packers didn't sign free agents. It was part of their philosophy to not sign free agents. It'd be interesting to see how much um, that has legs in New England because everybody's getting all ramped up to spend $85 million in free agency, and you got a guy who who his roots is in a place where they didn't really sign free agents. Gonna burn some cash, baby. No, maybe they're literally just gonna burn it because they don't want to spend because they don't want agents. <laughs> and cash. they also they're ready to burn some cash. The Packers also ready to burn some cash. The Packers were a team that did re-sign a lot of their own players, so that might point to just sign on Wenu and Duggar. You're gonna burn through money, but you're just keeping your own guys, and you believe that's a foundational way to continue something that. That's on the table, too. Well, that's exactly what a 978 texter says here. The Patriots are integrating the Packers scouting system with Highsmith and replacing Bills. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to watch, and you're going to have to kind of piece it together observationally, right? They're not going to flat out come out and tell us, here's our new scouting manual and what we prioritize, and yet like, we're going to have to piece together how this draft goes, how this free agency goes, how the next couple of years go, and and what that leads to. But we we all can agree they need... um, 
they need to hit on a lot of moves in a short period of time if they're going to turn this around the way uh, Fitzy and company want. To just believe, to start buying back in and believe that the turnaround is real and it's not just an optics and PR show, which a lot of people think the crafts are more interested in putting forth. I happen to disagree, but that's what the Foxborough fanboy, fanboy in me always says. We'll get to Andrew Callahan in just a minute. We'll sneak in a quick call as we're up against the break here. Uh, Rob is in Minnesota. Rob in Minnesota. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you guys? All right, good, man. What's happening? My two favorite guys on the station. Um, hey, Thank I you. wanted to – I actually – I think there's, there's going to be a, a pretty significant um, improvement in the personnel drafting, like, right away, just, just on basic, like, 15 guys in a bar rule, right? Like, it was always just Bill, the, the de facto veto and all that stuff. I mean, I don't – I'm not – I'm a huge Boston sports fan, obviously, professional. I don't really watch a ton of college football. Mm-hmm. But, I mean – Four years ago, I could have drafted with my eyes closed Debo or A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf instead of Nikhil Harry. I mean, it's just basic, like, 15 guys in a bar kind of a thing. And if, if, it's, if it's a collective and you have all these guys from, you know, actually pooling their information and doing their due diligence, I think you'll see a, an improvement. Now, with the quarterback um, position, I think it's risky. I know Andy, you think, you know, I think Andy said he wants, he would definitely draft Harrison, I think. Um, that's going to be a risky pick, but at the same time, I think we probably have to address it. Um, I just, I just, I, I, I keep going back to the, do you guys remember, uh, when, um, uh, Sneed and, um, uh, McVeigh were a little lubed up and they were kind of making fun of the, uh, oh. draft pick of, um, yep. what, what, what's his name? Um, Cole Strange Cole in the Strange. first round. They're all, they're all laughing and they're a little, you could tell they had a couple cocktails. And you're just looking at them. And at the time, I was thinking to myself, well, that doesn't really make them all look all that great. But then they came back and they said, well, we had a third-round grade on this guy. And then I'm saying to myself, well, that, they, ha- they haven't had a first-round draft pick in like, I don't know, four or five years or whatever it is. And they go out, what do they do? They draft Puka Nakua. That's probably a little bit of luck there. But I mean, they have drafted some good players. And a lot of other teams have drafted and, and developed some other good players as well. I think now that there will not be that single source of – of single point of failure, I guess, if you will, um, I think you're going to see a noticeable improvement in, in the uh, in the drafting going forward. Rock solid, Rob. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, I would extrapolate further on what he said there or and break that down a tad, but uh, we are up against it. But I, I do happen to agree with a lot of what he said. And, uh, yeah, that one still stings. Sneed and McVeigh laughing uh, after a couple adult beverages on the Cole Strange thing. Because you know what? If we'd gotten him in the third round, Patriots got two guards last year in the middle rounds. That's great. And, oh, my God, he's playing like a first-round guard, even though they got him in third. Terrific. When they took him in the first and issued, you know, players like Trent McDuffie for him instead, yeah, let's just maybe, Andy, if this new hive mind of Patriots, executives and assistants and personnel people just doesn't overthink things or do things differently because that sort of feels like the way they're supposed to do it, that's what I'm alluding to with Belichick and the way things went the last decade. That's a step in the right direction, and I think we can leave it at that. 617-779-7937. When we come back, Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joins Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining Fitzy and Hart now on the Harbor One Hotline, one of the bright young rising stars of the Boston sports media scene. He has done tremendous work over the past several years for the Boston Herald. His pieces and exposés have informed the masses, giving them the dirty news and unfortunate truths of what's really been going on behind the scenes with your favorite football team and Foxborough and more. He is the host of the Pats Interference podcast, which, full disclaimer, I had the pleasure of being the guest on this week. The one, the only, Mr. Andrew Callahan joins the show. What's up, my guy? Hey, thank you, Fitzy. Check is uh, in the mail, fella. And if I ever wanted to apply to TMZ, I feel like all I'd have to do is just put that 30-second clip in, no resume, no cover letter. And I, I think not that that will ever, ever, ever happen. I can see you standing alongside Harvey Levin one day taking a check. We all got to get that We all got to get that cash to burn, my man. I know you've been you've been very kind. I, I appreciate the praise even on that pod yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Fake trades, Elliot Wolf talk. We we had a good time. Uh, which I thought, considering all the topics we discussed and whatever is at the for, forefront of uh, Patriots discussion right now, made you a prime and perfect guest. So, <clears throat> tell me uh, now that we've had a couple of days. We talked about it obviously on your pod yesterday, and the news broke Wednesday. It was a very active midweek. Uh, Mike Cadlick and I jumped all over it on a live six rings as well. As you've had a chance now to sit with everything from Van Pelt last week through McAdoo and then the flurry of hires that were either made legitimate or announced or speculated upon Wednesday, how are you sitting with the front office? It's uh, fine. Capital F. And honestly, <laughs> that's, that's my characterization of uh, a lot of the offseason. I think it's fair uh, just because, you know, when you look at the offensive coordinator search, you know, and I, we'll get the front office, you're looking at the top names. A lot of them turn the Patriots down. And that's understandable. You look at the personnel, new head coach, green head coach, all those different things in the front office. You know, they didn't even open a search. So my line has been throughout this, you know, Gerard Mayo might be the right guy for the job of the head coach. I believe in Gerard Mayo. I think Elliot Wolf is a well-respected executive. His blind resume, interviewed for three other GM jobs, been in the league for 20 years, came up, did it the hard way. Like, you would want that guy in your building. But in either instance, the Crafts can never, ever say that they hired the best candidate because they didn't know all of the candidates available. They never opened a search. And so that's just a hard thing to live with if you're someone who, I like Elliot, but it's hard to give this for grading it, you know, an A, because, again, they never opened the job to everyone available. What do you expect the biggest change to be as we observe here Elliot Wolf in control of free agency, the draft, this offseason? What do you think the marker will be where we'll be like, okay, it's a different time in Foxborough? You know, Andy, I think we won't know that answer, sadly, for two years or so unless Elliot comes out and shares his playbook in a press conference, which, of <laughs> course, would be a stark change in and of itself uh, from Bill. Because, you know, these things take time. Like, they can install new scouting processes, and then we look at a, uh, the next draft class and be like, oh, okay, here are some differences. But was that a one-year blip, a la the Taekwondo Thornton and Cole Strange 
uh, picks within a larger sample that we knew what the Patriots typically wanted year in and year out from the drafts, or is that, a, is that a real sign of change? So you don't know until two or three years down the road. I will say this, though. I think you will see a difference in spending right away, not because of Elliott, but because they have cash to burn, as we all heard. And the Patriots need to meet the salary floor upcoming uh, for the next three years, which is written to the CBA. Teams have to spend X amount. The Patriots have not done that the last few years. You'll see them really throw some money around in free agency, I believe, next month. Now, you think they're going to be throwing that money around just for the I, – I, I guess I ask, like, it's not just going to be so that they can silence the doubters and the critics and, and get up to where they need to, uh, the league-mandated uh, spending minimums, if you will, Andrew. But, like, it's also kind of a, a, a little bit of a sign of desperation as well because the roster has so many holes in it. So if ever, I guess, there were an off season where they were going to quite literally burn some cash – I, I, I guess now is it. Uh, and having watched the Patriots do it three years ago and temporarily buying their way back into relevance only to then see the roster develop, you know, more chasms and cracks and, 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 and holes, do you think they'll be a little more cautious this time around? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be less cautious than they were three years ago when it felt like everyone in the free, uh, front office got drunk before free agency. And John o. Smith, there's $72 million. Hunter Henry, blank check. Uh, Devon Gotchow, everything that happened then, because that then was the record. So you're 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 really not surpassing that. What I, I think you'll see them spend on though uh, are are upfront, you know, offensive and defensive lines. Again, not only just because of the current state of the roster, which like, look, it, your options are either, as you put it, be desperate and throw mm-hmm. money and fill those holes, or just sit on your hands, which they did last year, looking at the free agency class, going, eh, you know, Jawan Taylor, eh, like Michael Glinchy, whatever. And, and didn't do anything. And that was clearly not a good plan or a good option. So I think they'll build out from the trenches because Elliot comes from an old-school style of scouting and mm-hmm. thinking and philosophy with Green Bay. And over the years, that's proven out to, to generally work. Okay, so first note from the trenches, if he takes a tackle at three, I'm going to be pissed. Second note, uh, <laughs> I need you to sell me on Alex Van Pelt because – uh, I feel a little cynical and negative, as I am wont to be at times in my life and in my career. But he seems like a guy that everybody says is a great guy, nice guy. Great, like, what's he going to do for the offense? Why should I be excited about Alex Van Pelt taking over the offense? All right, so I want to make clear right up front. My, my grade for this hire was a C, C+. Plus. Like, okay. I'm okay. still in the capital F fine category. That's how I feel. I'm selling this because you asked me to. You're a friend. I'm on the radio. Let's make some uh, some sports talk radio. Alex Van Pelt, from a, a personnel and an experience standpoint, a personal standpoint, is exactly what you need for the Patriots right now. And as the Patriots, you are a team that does not have a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You are a team with an offense for the last two years has been sunk by your own dysfunction and distrust and poor coaching and relationships. Alex Van Pelt comes in with over 20 years of experience inside the league. About two decades of that is as a coach. Everyone you talk to, including Drew Bledsoe, who I spoke with this week, wrote a piece in the Herald going back to his days in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, says he's a great guy. He will unify the building and bring it together. So whether it's the resume, having been an offensive coordinator twice, having coached quarterbacks virtually in half of the league stops, and as a guy who is going to bring together, he's going to elevate the floor. He's a floor raiser. This will not be a basement offense last year. Questions about the ceiling? Totally fair. But the Patriots right now don't need to fly at 10,000 feet. They just need to get off the jetway, the runway. And so he's hiring experienced coaches, coaches who have been around good quarterbacks, know what functional offense looks like. And his 
ability to take from all these different experiences, different Shanahan offenses, West Coast systems, will meld the system. That's not just one thing. He'll have a plan A and a plan B and simplify it, as Drew told me, a very, very complex game for either a rookie quarterback or the next guy and build him up in a way that the whole offense needs to be built back up uh, over the next couple of years. Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joining Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI via the Harbor One hotline. Okay, that's exactly... Callahan, you just nailed exactly what I feel like the entire offseason has been, maybe up to and including or beginning with Mayo, but most especially since they hired Gerard Mayo as the 15th head coach of the New England Patriots. It's all been about high-floor guys. Like, the Patriots have had so many different swings and misses with different personnel, obviously different draft choices, free agents, and more, and that is what, to me caused Bill Belichick to ultimately lose his job as head coach of the Patriots. It was, we have to cut out Bill Belichick, the personnel guy, and we're going to unfortunately have to sacrifice the greatest football mind and head coach in the league at this moment to be able to do that. So now they bring in younger, experienced guys, slightly different way of thinking, a little less reliant on analytics as we discussed on the pod this week. Cleveland was a little too analytics heavy. I believe Elliot Wolf is not such a data-driven football guy, but more like a traditionalist football guy. So there is comfort, at least, I think, the organization took in these guys, and I think Patriots fans should take. And there's Drew Bledsoe in that new piece that you just put together, backing you up on the idea that you've got high-floor guys, uniters, and people that will make you feel comfortable about organizing a competent football program again. Yeah, and I'll say this. like Getting along is not a prerequisite for winning football games. Uh, look at the last few years of Tom Brady's career in New England. 17 when that big ESPN Wickersham story comes out, all the friction that was fostered uh, because of Alex Guerrero, which led to disagreements between Belichick and Brady, uh, Gronk and Belichick, even Josh McDaniels had to play, you know, peacemaker in that relationship for the longest time. And so that's not necessary. But if you're going to have friction and dysfunction in your talent level, is it to the point where you can overcome that and paper over those issues like we saw last year when they were dysfunctional and went 4-13? and 13? That's a problem. So Alex Van Pell, again, is someone who has been around the league. He's a football lifer. He's obsessed. This is what he does. This is how he breathes. This is what he does. And it, what he'll coach is going to bring out the best in everyone, I think, personally, whether he provides a strategic edge every single Sunday. We don't know yet. But it's a solid hire, I think, for the Patriots. You also just have to confront with the reality of, like, oh, I wanted someone better than Alex Van Pelt. I wanted Shane Waldron or whomever. The Patriots' job is not attractive, and that's something I think fans just have to grapple with. There's no allure now. You're not taking a discount to be coached or to work with Bill Belichick or to coach Tom Brady. You're coming to Foxborough, Massachusetts, for a team that's gone 29 and 39 the last four years and has a history of not spending as much on players and coaches. That means you have to pay a tax to get these people, offer more money, and we've seen that the last couple of weeks with the coaches and should next month in free agency. Andrew, along those lines, what was your reaction to Robert Kraft's comments uh, from Vegas about, you know, every coach for 30 years, they've never kept him from getting everything, anything they wanted, and Bill Belichick was the one kind of controlling the purse uh, over the last couple decades. How did, how did you react to those comments? And were you surprised they even came? Uh, I was not surprised because, Andy, I think we heard a lot of this last year. And, and look, someone had to bring that to my attention. I mean, like, this isn't that new. When he spoke at the owners' meetings last March or May, I believe, and said, I've never turned Bill down when he wants more money. I've always been open to sign more money. This, to me, the fact that he says it again, revealed some sort of sensitivity on the craft's part, which we know. They're, they're very yep. image conscious. This is a guy who's in his 80s. He's at the end of his ownership. He wants to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He wants to put himself in the best light possible. 
And so they're sensitive to any criticisms about not spending. When Belichick, let's be clear, has had roster control for the last 20 years. He had final say. Now, can I vouch for the fact that Robert alleges he pushed to offer more expensive contracts and got turned down? No. He said that yesterday. It was new. But it's interesting to me that in this hour-long conversation with reporters, and kudos to everyone who paid their way to go to Vegas and speak with Robert. We did not at the Herald. Of course, I wish I was there. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that was allowed on the record was something he had already said and something is about spending was kind of curious to me when the facts are the facts. They're dead last in spending on players over the last 10 years. And who and who do who do we have to either blame for or, or attribute that to? Is it Belichick? Is it crap? Bill? Yeah, Bill. Okay. He was pointing that finger. Everybody's pointing well, then why fingers. Are we do, then why? What is with the bill? What is with the anti-Bill campaign, Andrew? Why is this all of a sudden like he's gone? We, we are where we are. Does it make anyone feel better? Is anyone going to sleep at night? Are they going to be better against Buffalo in the fourth quarter? Are they going to not throw picks against Miami in the third quarter uh, because we're going to blame Bill for everything now? And, and you know, Lombardi and everyone else wants to blame Mac. The blame game is going to get you the same place that you're going to get if you're stuck in traffic on 93. Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. So it need, this, this crap needs to stop. Well, it's because Bill's gone. There, there's no more finger-pointing at him, which we all did for drafts free agent signings, the losing record, the inability to get a first quarter lead in any of these games. So the crafts are left at the top of the organization. Drad Mayo hasn't coached the game yet. Like we're all projecting what he will right. or won't do, right. but the crafts are feeling some heat like that. That to me, again, wasn't the comments. It was the fact that he made an effort in the sit down. The only thing he let out from this mostly off the record conversation was about spending. So they feel the heat and the criticism. And I, I put blame on both craft and bill because Rob Robert is bill's boss. So if he really wanted to give an extra million or two, as we heard this week, to Jacoby Myers, and he wanted to make that happen, he could have. The reason he says he does not is because if he inserts himself into football decisions and it goes wrong, then he can't hold Bill accountable because then he stepped on his toes as the chief football decision maker. I get that line of thinking. The thing is, though, the buck does not stop with Bill when Bill's not the most powerful person in the organization. The spending is both on Kraft and on Belichick. All right, Andrew. Oh, I, I, I mean, we're Andy. We're well past the guy. Right. I don't like real radio. This is why podcasts are good. All right, sneak in a quick last question, and then Andrew will tell us who he's picking in the Super Bowl. And then okay, I'll, and then I'll get an angry second, message from the boss. Twenty-second three-step plan for Andrew Callahan. We've talked about GM coaches, all that. Cra- the quarterback situation. How do you envision the quarterback situation playing out as it stands here in February? I think they make some aggressive pitches to uh, folks like Jacoby Brissett. A veteran you can bring in is going to bring that room together a year after Mac and Bailey Zappi. I had heard we're taking different elevators to avoid each other in the hotels uh, before games. Wow. No more of that. You need a unifier, someone familiar with the system to sign them in for agency. Maybe they sign, maybe they don't. And I think without question, you'll see the Patriots draft someone on day one or day two of the draft. As of now, without having you know taken a headfirst dive into the film yet, but that's coming. Uh, I would lean towards taking a quarterback at three. It's a quarterback-driven league. We all know that. And I think that pairing of a veteran backup, a bridge to your rookie, star rookie, is, is the best plan out there. And who you got tomorrow? Uh, I got the Chiefs. I can't, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. This, this Chiefs parallels, man, with the early Brady run and the Patriots is, uh, is a little scary. Good defensive team. But Niners did not look good in the playoffs. Uh, I think Chiefs, 23-20. The, the 2018 Patriots to the 2023 Chiefs parallels will likely continue tomorrow. I wish I could disagree with you, but I can't, and that's not just because we have similar taste in football talk and great beer made 
on the South Shore. You can follow him at underscore Andrew Callahan. You can read his latest piece about Drew Bledsoe talking Alex Van Pelton more in the Boston Herald. He joined us on the Harbor One Hotline. As always, banger of a spot, my guy. Thanks so much. Great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Much love. Thanks, Andrew. The best. As I tell you, he is the gold standard of the new faces of Boston sports media. Andrew Callahan joins us on the Harbor One Hotline here on Fitzy and Hart. 617-779-7937. When we come back, we'll take more of your Patriots calls, clean up everything in Isle Foxborough. 120, Kevin Stone joins us from New England Football Journal to talk Billy O'Brien to the BC Eagles. Don't go anywhere. It's Fitzy and Hart on EEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.